Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Doug Terrell History and Comment. Hello friends, I'm Doug Terrell. This is History and Comment for Tuesday, the 21st of September, 2022. Go out and enjoy the last day of summer. British troops occupy and burn part of New York City in the early days of the Revolutionary War. Four years later, Benedict Arnold has his breeches in a wad. Feeling slighted, he gives the British Army the plans to West Point. For his effort, he ruins his name in America, and even in England, he was shunned by Army officers. He did get 6,000 pounds sterling, quite a tidy sum for the day. Novelist and social critic H.G. Wells was born in 1866. Wells grew up in a working-class family where conditions were often difficult. His fiction works were often futuristic. His nonfiction works were social critique and showed his socialist bias. The New York Sun publishes the editorial, Is There a Santa Claus? in 1897. The article contains the line, Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. The piece has become one of the most famous editorials of all time and was republished each year until the Sun closed in 1950. President Warren Harding signs a joint resolution approving the establishment of a Jewish homeland in Palestine in 1922. It will take two more decades, a world war and the Holocaust, to make it a reality. Recall the area had not been under local control since the first century when the Romans sacked Jerusalem. After the Ottoman Empire fell apart at the end of World War I, Britain was the controlling nation in 1922. My Weekly Reader is first published on this day in 1928. The weekly publication contains timely subjects aimed at elementary school students. At the peak, the combined circulation of the various editions was over 5 million copies. In the few decades, it had a number of owners until it was sold to the rival Scholastic News, who ceased publication in 2012. Leonard Cohen was a Canadian poet, songwriter, and sometimes singer, born on this day in 1934. Sometimes dark, but always thoughtful, Cohen is difficult to sum up in a few words. He was an Orthodox Jew who claimed lineage to Aaron, the first high priest. His most famous song, Hallelujah, is both religious and not at the same time. J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit is published in 1937. Tolkien and friends at Oxford made a hobby of developing fantastic tales. One of his closest friends in the group was C.S. Lewis, who wrote a series of his own. Tolkien spent much of his adult life writing and developing his fantastic world. The other parts were teaching at Oxford. The Hobbit introduces Bilbo Baggins and Middle Earth. The work is lengthy, but a good read. If you have only watched the movies, do yourself a service and read the book. Film producer extraordinaire Jerry Bruckheimer is 79 today. If you're not familiar with the name, just think Top Gun, Pirates of the Caribbean, Black Hawk Down, Beverly Hills Cops, and the television series CSI. Don Felder of the Eagles is 74 today. The highly successful and popular group was rife with personal struggles and outright animosity as they were creative. Felder, who is a native of Gainesville, Florida, began playing guitar at the age of 10. To help pay the bills, he gave guitar lessons. Some accounts claim Tom Petty was a pupil. Milton Berle became the host of the NBC television show Texaco Star Theater in 1948. Regular television broadcasts were less than 10 years old at the time. Berle will become one of the leading stars of the new media. At the time, NBC was the leading network. 
The police drama Adam-12 debuts on NBC in 1968. Like its related shows Dragnet and Emergency, it's set in Los Angeles. Produced by Jack Webb, it was designed to give viewers a look at police operations and routines. Adam-12 ran for seven seasons. ABC is cementing its niche as the sports network in 1970 when they signed the contract as the sole broadcaster of Monday Night Football. The first game airs on this day. The Cleveland Browns defeat the New York Jets 31-21. Television and professional football go back to the late 40s but did not take much of a foothold until the early 50s. There was a lot of trial, error, and jockeying to make it work. In the late 50s, there was an antitrust lawsuit. As a result, Congress got involved and passed the Sports Broadcasting Act of 1961. It settled the trust issues and also added a provision that professional football could not broadcast on Friday nights nor Saturdays to detract from high school and college games. Football Commissioner Pete Rozelle began working on the idea of a weeknight game. The first one was in 1964. Four primetime televised games on Monday night were in 67, 68, and 69. With the concept proven, the NFL went looking for a longer-term contract. ABC got the nod after NBC and CBS did not want to alter their schedules. Even ABC was reluctant and only agreed after the NFL considered the independent Hughes Sports Network. Sandra Day O'Connor is approved by the U.S. Senate in 1981. The vote was unanimous not something we're likely to see again anytime soon. The Galileo space probe ended its mission in 2003. It had been placed in Earth orbit by the space shuttle in October of 1989. Under its own power, it arrived at Jupiter orbit in December of 1995. On this day in 2003, NASA ended its mission by crashing it into the giant planet. One concern was if it might contaminate Jupiter's moon, Europa. Europa is a bit smaller than Earth's moon and has a thin atmosphere and possible liquid water, one of the few places in the solar system similar to Earth. That's history and comment for the 21st day of September. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go do something worth remembering.